Yeah. I predicted the pandemic, Keith. Did you really? No, I was just cheap. I was just cheap. So I sent everybody home before the pandemic started. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I'm super pumped that you're here today hanging out with us because I've got a great guest. And my man, Brad Rubin, not spelled like the sandwich. He makes that clear to me. <laughs> but Brad Rubin is such a cool guy from Archway Computers. They focus on security, compliance, cost, and just overall productivity. I can't wait for you to hear about what he's doing for tons of insurance agents all across the country. But before we get there, I got to talk to you about my friends over at Smart Choice, the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They do a fantastic job working with agents and they have no upfront fees, no monthly fees. They work with you on a commission split only. And that's only on the business you get through carriers they provide you, not the existing ones you've got now. And they share in contingencies and bonuses. They will even negotiate higher commissions and lower volume requirements from carriers. Dude, I don't know what you're waiting on. If you have not checked it out, go to smartchoiceagents.com. It's not scary. It's nothing to worry about. Tell them the mayor sent you. They'll treat you really, really well. I mean, they're going to anyway, but tell them the mayor sent you. They'll treat you so, so well. Also, my friends over at Canopy Connect. Oh my gosh, these guys are hands down some of the best in the business. What they do out there is a game changer They are your one-click solution for all those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. Imagine not having to sit there on the phone and ask them a gazillion questions or having to send them some form they fill out. All you got to do is just get them to log in using their login and password and all those deck pages upload to your custom dashboard that you've got with all of their information there. And you can create customizable links that you can send to referral partners so they could use it to get deck pages into your dashboard. Dude. Also, uh, the, the claims or information's there. Uh, you know, the, the limits, the deductibles, all the stuff that you need. It, it's unbelievable. You know, no more of that. Oh, I forgot about that claim from my, my husband had last year. I forgot about that wreck I had last year. No. It's all right there in those deck pages. I think it's incredible. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and uh, get your discount and check it out. Uh, go to the website there and look at the video uh, set up. Dude, such a great, great company to work with. Uh, usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Now, uh, on to Brad Rubin. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mr. Brad my man, Brad Rubin. How are you doing, brother? I'm awesome. How are you? Man, I am really, really good. Uh, <laughs> good to see you and your I, smiling face. It is. It's been back to back to back day today, but it always makes me feel good when I can take a breath from you know, the day to day grind and record a podcast because this is what I, I enjoy doing uh, as a hobby, so to speak. So it's fun to get to talk to other insurance professionals that make me better. So it's fun. Uh, I really appreciate you coming to hang out in Insurance Town with us. Where are you out of? Where are you at today? I live in LA. LA, like. Lower Arkansas or like Los yeah, Angeles? Yeah, Lower Arkansas. No, Los Angeles. <laughs> all right. All right. So you're in Los Angeles. Yes. So uh, you guys uh, 
What are you, what are, you, are you a Rams guy? Not much of a Rams guy. I'm a UCLA Bruin, and we lost to Oregon last night. So I'm not sure when you're putting this out on the air, but hopefully we'll have our revenge in the tournament. Oh, there you go. That's coming up soon. March is right here. March Madness is coming. So you're a big basketball fan, huh? I'm a big UCLA Bruins fan. Generally, yeah. when they leave the tournament, I exit. Yeah. Being I hear fan. you. I, I, I have an unhealthy relationship with UCLA Bruins. I'll just say that. So my my UCLA Bruins go back, or my stories of them go back to, I don't know how long you've been a fan, but back to 94, 95, and we, Arkansas played them in the championship. Yes. So, I, I, was, I wasn't there, but I felt like I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that was – there were people that called after the game was over said, and said to my wife, can can I talk to Brad now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah and this, it, it's just, it's just not great. My relationship, we were season ticket holders, all that yeah. sort of stuff. So, so anyway, yeah, we've got a good team this year. Hopefully they'll they'll do as well as they did last year or better. But uh, but I graduated from UCLA and my father was a UCLA grad as well. So back those days, that was the uh O'Bannon brothers? No. Yeah. Yeah. So we yeah. had a little bit of that. We got this I remember that now. Any fields and do yes. do something or other. Stuart you graduated from there, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm a graduate. I did not know that. Yeah, you had Charles O'Bannon. Yeah. Anyway, um, not Ed. I forgot. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Ed O'Bannon and Charles O'Bannon. Okay, then I was right. Okay, those were back in the days. So, anyway, uh, while we're on this trip down memory lane, while you take a trip down memory lane, tell me, tell my audience about Brad Rubin. Who are you? Well, so I own a company called Archway Computer. We do IT support for independent agents. I've been working in the independent agency for 36 years. So. Take me back to there. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, so Let's 36 years I was uh, ago, I was building IBM PC clones in my garage in Reseda, California, that, you know, Tom Petty talks about. It's not a great neighborhood, but there I was. And my best friend's father, needed a computer because he was getting a comparative radar, one of the first ones where you had to swap five and a quarter inch floppies in and all that sort of stuff. And so um, I, I sold them and installed a computer and I met one of the salespeople for this company that was had this non-standard auto rating program. And he, he sort of took me aside and said, Brad, I have a problem. I'm trying to sell my software, but the computers that they want our agents to buy are four or $5,000. I said, well, mine are only $1,500. So he said, could you build me a couple and put them in? And he, so I did. And he put them in the trunk of his car. And the first day he sold both of them. And I was rich. I was rich. And that's kind of how the business started. I um, I sold the company in 2000, worked for the company that bought us till 2003. Thought I was going to retire, but um, the insurance industry is a little like the mob. You can never leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so yeah. about 11 years ago, somebody, a sales rep from one of the agency management systems said, Brad, I hear you're back in the IT business. I said, no, I'm not. 
And so she said, uh, I need you to be. And you didn't say no to this woman. So I didn't say no. And a friend of mine needed a job. I thought we'd have this small little IT company out in LA. And we had like five or 10 clients. And now we have 220 all over the country. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy. But yes, I'm back in the mob. Back in the mob. So as you continue the story, what what do you do now that you're back in and you didn't say no to this lady? What 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 is your role in the industry from that IT perspective? Well, so when we... When we started this company, I started with all the things I wouldn't do. And so we wouldn't sell hardware. We wouldn't sell software. We wouldn't sell internet. We wouldn't sell VoIP. We wouldn't do time and materials, project-based work. We would only do what's called managed services, where all of our clients sort of sign an agreement with us, where we provide um, security compliance, consulting, and uh, seven-day-a-week help desk um, for all these clients. Now, lately, we've sort of broken the rule on the project side of things because we're working with a number of top 100 agencies who have giant IT staffs, and they don't need us to, to do those things. But they, they're acquiring lots of agencies, and they need our help integrating those agencies into their tech. And so, so when they acquire these agencies, you come in and put the puzzle together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to put it. We migrate the data over, we set them up on, you know, whatever sort of security stack that they're on. It, it's different with uh, the different top 100 agencies, how we work, but, but we did break our rule a little bit, but we will never break our rule, Heath, about selling hardware or, I mean, these are commodities. And what we do for our clients is we, we get, we, we shop for them. So I get to be a shopper and I actually have a person who does that, but, uh, and then we'll find the best deal on the stuff that they need to buy. So we save them money so that they can pay our bill. At all oh, <laughs> so we all, and we'll, we'll, and we'll also tell them not to buy hardware because I know we're going to talk about the cloud, but yeah. The cloud changes the calculation on buying equipment. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and dive into that because even back in my day, back in my day, I sound like an old man. <laughs> and, uh, I'm only 42 years old, but back in my day, I uh, I was scared to death when they came out when they started talking about the cloud. And you wait, 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 you want me to put all of my customers? And you want me to do all this stuff on the cloud, like some cloud, whatever that meant. I didn't understand it. I, I didn't get it. So, we, we, and we all hear about all these data breaches in the cloud, right? Target was hacked. Yes. Uh, DNA was hacked. All these uh, organizations were hacked. But what they don't talk about is Joe's insurance agency down the street was was hacked because yeah. it doesn't make news, right? And yeah. Um, so we're we're an IT organization that gets the Microsoft Windows Server software for free, our IT support, you know, I have 62 people is essentially free. And we've owned zero physical servers for eight years. Wow, completely virtual, completely digital, completely in the cloud. Completely in the cloud. And, you know, I can't afford a million dollar firewall, but Microsoft and Google and Amazon, they they can afford this stuff. They can afford to have a million engineers checking over things at all times, et cetera. And, you know, the, the 
issue with having a server or having data in your office is number one, um, everybody says, well, there's a fire that could burn things to the ground, et cetera. And you may have a backup in the cloud and that's all great. That doesn't happen that much. You know what happens right. more? Water damage. Uh, the server was stolen. The laptop was stolen. Um, and now you have what we know is in the industry as a data event. And uh, who do you need to report to that their data may have been compromised? So I don't want the responsibility for that data. I don't want my um, clients to have responsibility for that data. I would rather have very deep pockets like Microsoft and Google and um, Amazon be responsible. And the thing is that back at, way before you were probably born, they would talk are we about- going, Are we going back in your day? Exactly. Okay. Uh, uh, there was this old saying that nobody got fired for buying IBM. Meaning if you bought IBM and they screwed it all up in the 70s, you were safe. Hey, I bought IBM, but if you bought one of their small competitors- yeah. And they screwed it up? Yeah. It was, why did you choose them? Well, well I uh, say the same thing about Microsoft and Amazon and Google versus Joe IT vendor. Right. Um, the, the cyber insurance, your clients are going to be asking you questions if your data gets hacked on Joe IT vendors hosted email system or Joe IT vendors exchange server that's sitting in your office. You know, and I was going to ask you about that in the day and age in the last however many years that we've seen an uptick in people like it. At first when it came out, people were talking about cyber liability and people were talking about data breach and you know, people thought, oh, that'll never happen to me. It's not a big deal. And now more and more, it's a daggum big deal. Has your business changed or is this something you've always been preaching and what is it looking like now the more and more we're into this era so to speak well i i we had um a problem about three years ago a little over three years ago archway did or your clients did well we brad rubin will just okay. say and, <laughs> and yeah uh, you know it was it taught me a lot right you live and you learn yeah. um and it's our, our VP of security doesn't even give his name out uh, because we don't include him on any of our marketing materials or anything um, because we're absolutely paranoid about security because we're in the trenches and we see the threats. Yeah. Right. And um, so when we first saw ransomware, in 2016, I think it was, my VP of security said, this is the scariest thing I've ever seen. And I was, <laughs> it's scary. And, and that was 16. Yeah. Yeah, it may have been 2015 when he Either saw Either way, it. that was not that long ago. No, no. But, but they say ransomware and the cyber guys are all, um, are, are bigger, it's like six times bigger than all the drug cartels in the world. Isn't that wild? Totally. That, you know, the wild, wild west used to be gunslinging and cowboys and in India or cowboys and horses. And now it's, you know, cyber stealing, like data stealing and robbing. Like Jesse James said, I rob banks because that's where the money is. Yeah. And, and they're going after agencies because 
they assume that you guys have cyber insurance and they know the cyber insurance companies are businesses and they're going to make a calculation. So uh, we didn't discuss this. I'm going to throw a curveball because I know you have answers here. Agency owners listen to this that want to protect themselves or their clients, for that matter, from cyber or from data breach or from liability in that area. Area. What advice could you give they either to agency owners or to agency owners to give to their clients as a uh, advice? Well, I would say the days of what we call break fix are over. So a lot of IT guys were. And some still are break-fix guys. They wait for things to break, and then they fix them. And it seems really cheap and all that sort of stuff. But if I would tell an agency, if their IT guy has been trying to get them into what's a managed services agreement, they should listen to them. Because security is not an event. It's a process that's ongoing. Nobody is 100% secure. But I would tell insurance agency and their clients, they still need cyber insurance. I don't care if Bill Gates is watching your over your network. You still need cyber insurance because nothing, I mean, the furthest reaches of government have been hacked. Um, CNA, Chubb have been hacked. These, they take cybersecurity very seriously. So, so I would say that. I would say Multi-factor authentication is super important. And 90% of the cyber attacks are coming through email. And you really need to protect your email system. Yeah. Um, you, you really need to protect their email system. Um, uh, uh, so multi-factor authentication is really one of the best tools for it. Because you've got to figure that your username and ID, your password, are going to be found. And MFA, meaning something comes to your cell phone, um, and you should be using an authentication app. Because it turns out SMS is not secure. SMS text messaging. There's a service that I could sign up for called Sicari.io, and I could say I'm Heath and uh, and sign a piece of paper that says I'm Heath and this is my mobile number, and I'd start being able to receive all your text messages. And I'll tell you what else is even is scary to me when you're talking about this. You, you mentioned your cell phone. You can have your cell phone in your pocket and someone could scan your cell phone. I've heard about this recently and get everything off of your phone, all your data, all your credit cards, everything. That's Yeah. I mean, I don't know where you heard this and about what phones you heard this about. I, I certainly, I would tell you that an iPhone is actually a really secure device. I've heard that. Um, And that's why I'm stuck with iPhone. Um, Right. Some of the, the Google phones are running on, oh God, what they're, they're, running on their like Chrome OS or something like that. And they're they're I don't believe they're as secure. But you know, they there was a shooter out here and they couldn't get into his phone. Yeah. And some Israeli company got into his phone. <laughs> so so no, nothing's perfect. Right. But, but about most people aren't gonna hire that Israeli no. uh, security ops. Uh, team to to deal with that. Right. So um, back to what you were talking about a minute ago, as far as 
advice given to those um yeah you know, so, people are gonna I, I hear people and again i live in the south so we're a little different mindset than people of la not lower <laughs> like, like nicer yeah. and more human yeah but we think differently so people would say well i'm gonna get hacked anyway what's the point in all this why not just you know um uh, leave all my my passwords the same or password or one two three four or whatever why go through all the trouble, spend all the money, I'm going to get hacked anyway. Look at, you know, right. Hanover, Hartford, Travelers, Target, these big companies you, you have just, been hacked. Right. You don't want to make yourself the lowest hanging fruit, right? Ah, and okay. they, they, these hackers are business guys too. So they may look at you, Heath, and say, it's going to take me a month to break into Heath, but um, Heath's just Heath. He's yeah. not CNA. He's not Chubb. Um, so they'll bypass you. Uh, but if they look and they say it's going to take me 15 minutes, game on. Okay. Um, well, regardless so, of the amount of take or the the prize, the the booty, whatever you want to call it, from that. Well, you you figure people talk about the top one percent here in this country, right? Yeah. Well, something like sixty percent, seventy percent of Americans are in the top 1% of the world, meaning there are a lot of poor people out there. Oh, and, gosh, yeah. And, and I tell my kids that all the time. Yeah, we, and the, and the money that you would say I would never work for that kind of money is huge money to these people. Sure. And so, and then plus their syndications, right, of criminal, their criminal gangs that they have people that are on the lower ends that are doing just a portion of, of what's um, going on in, in security. So we talked about multi-factor authentication. Yeah, I, I, I think that's super important. I also think it's really important that you back up your Office 365. Um, so if you're on Office 365, and we recommend it uh, to our really? clients. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Okay. You're on the cloud. You're talking about the cloud, but then you talk about, you know, the office 365, but why not use Google docs or Google slides or Google stuff? That's all connected to Google and all that stuff anyway. Yeah. So I use Google docs and Google slides and all. And you said you, you recommend, yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not an insurance agent. And so as an insurance agent, um, it's an, Microsoft Office world. All of these applications, their agency management systems, the rating platforms, any integration that's going to happen, happens in Microsoft Office. And I'm the owner of the company. The rest of my people, they're all on uh, Office 365 because they have to work in that environment day after day, week after week, you know, with our clients. I just, I've been converted recently over at APP to Google everything and it's changed my life. It's wonderful. Yep. We're at a mid-roll ad and it's a great thing because I want to interrupt this incredible content to give you some more incredible content (laughs) because I want to talk to you about my friends at CoverDesk. They are doing a phenomenal job with my clients, with his clients, with uh, your clients. <laughs> they work so well as uh, virtual assistants in your agency. They come in, they're a part of your team, they service, they uh, take uh, administrative tasks off your table, uh, they 
help you with uh, all kinds of things. They can help you run commission statements. They can help you with quoting. They can help you with uh, taking intake uh, of information. They can help you with vehicle changes, with uh, mortgagee changes. They can help you with all kinds of fun stuff. Virtual assistants are uh, a major solution to uh, hiring in this industry. So check that out, CoverDesk.com. And you can also use CoverDesk Direct for special projects. Make sure you check it out. Tell Andy that sent you. Also, I got to tell you about my friends at Agency Performance Partners. I'm so glad that they're a sponsor. And since they've come on the show, so many of you have reached out to me and talked to me about them because uh, they are uh, the solution for training your staff. Uh, They can work virtually. They can work in person. And then they can also work with you on a do-it-yourself style model. Look at like Netflix for insurance, a subscription model, if you will. You can get all the trainings in in a video format with workbooks with access to the teacher, with quizzes, with templates, with uh, scripts, all kinds of things for just a low price of $2.45 a month. And you get a discount if you put in Heath and you can get a discount on that as well. So uh, whether you've got some new staff coming on and you want to get them trained or you want to put your whole team through training, make sure you do that. And the agency performance pack is the only way that you get access to their three cornerstone products, meaning time management, retention, and sales. So agencyperformancepartners.com and go to the agency performance pack. Thank you. And let's get back to the show. I mean, it truly is. I don't understand but, why. But try try be using Google Apps with AMS 360 or Epic. It may not it, work that easily, huh? It doesn't. Okay, that makes sense. But is that because those systems are a little less uh, or a little more antiquated? Or is it because... We call we call this technical debt. <laughs> okay. there's, a, there's plenty of technical debt in both those products. Okay. And you talk about at, on Epic and 365? Or are you talking... Uh, I'm talking Epic, AMS 360, I mean, virtually every agency management system out there. Okay. And so... Um, agency I mean, management b- between us girls, Heath... Epic Nobody's listening. Written- it's just us. Nobody's yeah. listening. Epic was written on a rich internet client. Okay. Nobody uses a rich internet client because they made this calculation like, I don't know, 17 years ago that the browser would never work. So everybody's going to want to get into Epic through a rich internet client, like an icon like you have on your phones, right? Well, of course, the world's a browser-based world now. So, So they chose wrong. Now they've written a a web interface for it. And I've, I've heard varying, differing things on that. Vertifor was written in the web-based client, but you still need this big client to get installed into it. You can't just run, walk up to a browser and use it like you can virtually every other software under the sun today. So in insurance town, and I know you're the same way, uh, we're businessmen, so we have to be smart. Well, let's call ourselves agnostic as far as that goes, uh, whether agency management system agnostic, I get that. But there's definitely a reason out there, in my opinion, that, and again, it's just us, it's girls talking, as you say, that everyone complains about their agency management system, regardless of- Right, I get it, I get it. So I here's my viewpoint on this. An agency management system isn't an agency management system. It's a back office system. 
Okay. And if you talk about what an agency should be, you know, they say Google's run by engineering, Microsoft is run by uh, uh, marketing, you know, maybe Apple's run by product development, something like that. They're, every company is run by a group. An insurance agency, my opinion, should be run by salespeople because first and foremost, an insurance agency should be a sales organization. And not, virtually none of these agency management systems do even a slightly decent job of automating the sales process. Okay. Um, and so, frankly, you know, we refer things to you guys, to agency performance partners from the sort of soft skills type thing. But we also talk about other technology um, that we've seen best practices agencies use to grow their book of business. They don't want to just maintain their book of business and be operationally efficient and all that sort of stuff. They need to grow. You're growing or you're dying, right? Oh, and, and so that's where I really think um, these AMSs miss the boat. But is that why you're seeing some major, let's start, start with integrations. You're seeing some major integrations with these management systems with CRMs or with this technology or that technology. Right. So the, you're starting to see that, right? But but the data is still pretty siloed, uh, but but there are some sales CRM systems like uh, Insured Mine and Agency Zoom that integrate with management systems, Agency Revolution, um, integrates with uh, with management systems. So you're starting to see that, but the agency management system vendors are they're concerned about letting becoming an ecosystem, right? Like if you go to the Google Chrome Store or the Microsoft App Store, mm -hmm. there's a million apps that have been written for those platforms. That's how it should be here, right. and there. There are agency management systems. There's one that um, uses this really cool product that we use called Zapier, which basically is like a programming language for for people like me. I'm not a I'm not a tech geek uh, by you, any means. With Zapier, integrate anything to anything. Well, not anything to anything, but close. Broadly speaking. Right. Broadly speaking, yes. And soon as you get into the insurance community, no. Uh, but there are <laughs> some products that um, do work with Zapier. And it would be nice. And I've been talking right. about this for four years since I started using it, maybe five, um, that about, hey, this interface should be up and running people should be able to use it sure i also you know going back to let's go back to again not to name names but agency zoom um and we've talked about ams 360 i mean there's a, a major uh you know teaming up right there that i think there's a reason for that and i think that you know maybe vertifor recognize you know this or that and there's some other that going on down the road not just a third vertifor but some of the other ams systems have hooked up with some of these premier uh crms uh is that helping you know solve the issue that you're talking about with the ams well, I, yeah so we'll just have to see what happens with agency it's still zoom very being, very new yes right agency zoom being acquired by um, by Vertifor. We'll have to see what, what transpires with that. You That's know, a pretty solid CRM system. I mean, one of the yeah, best. Yeah, you like it a lot. 
we yeah. like it a lot and our and our clients like it a lot and we don't sell it um sure. but yeah but the bottom line is that um uh we're hopeful right we're hopeful that not to pick on applied but applied bought this agency management system called Tech Canary. Yeah. It was Salesforce space and basically shut it down and said, hey, uh, if you're in the middle of a migration to Tech Canary, sorry, here's your money, uh, but you got to move to Epic or you got to stay on what you got. Yeah. They didn't make any friends with that. But now I see them selling, you know, sort of Salesforce for Epic. Um, and so... That's kind of the route they're going on. But Salesforce, geez, is such an expensive um, solution for, you know, 10, 20 person agency, right? And, and, you know, you really need Salesforce expertise to get the most out of it. Sure. But that's when you've got places like HubSpot um, or you've got, uh, you know, other ones. Again, to be agnostic, not to talk, we're just throwing out names for, th- for namesake. We're not endorsing any of these. But again, I think that, um, I, I guess, let me see if I'm understanding what you're saying correctly, um, that it's maybe a scary place for agencies that are putting so many eggs in the agency management system basket uh, for their agency as far as, as an ecosystem. I don't know if I'm saying that. I'm I'm saying that, uh, well, maybe I am saying that, in that, you know, Acquisitions sometimes go well and they sometimes don't go well. Yeah. And and so I think the jury is out, right? Um when uh when uh applied bot um Indio, right? I mean, I think it was very additive to them, etc. It allowed them to uh to have a, another sales avenue for a product that's really good. Um I'm thinking about risk match for Vertifor, you know, didn't have a lot of customers, but a great product. And now that that product is out there and it's they're getting market penetration with it. So so I think that's a good thing. But I think I'm not like so concerned about all my data being with one vendor uh, applied or Vertifor. I think that um, there are safe places to have your data. Right. I don't think it's a bad idea with all this hacking going on to ask for a backup of your data that gets air gapped, meaning it's if you get hacked, there's no way for the hackers to get to the to where your backup is. I don't think that's a bad idea um, uh, to ask for that. Especially, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I would just love to see these agency management systems really come up, build something, right? I mean, HubSpot, nobody's going to, we're on HubSpot. They're not going to build a HubSpot, right? But maybe they could build a really sleek integration with HubSpot. Yeah. You know, so you would like to see more AMS systems help agencies sell more insurance. That's right. That's right. So the name of the game. In Brad Rubin's, you know, game there, you want the, your agencies should be selling. The name of the game is retention. The name of the game is new business. The name of the game is cross-selling, upselling, selling, selling, selling. But you think of the amount of money from a technology point of view that they're spending on retention, which is the back office stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the lack of money that they're spending on the technology side of 
producing more business. Right. Yeah. yeah so sure. I'd like to see more of that. Yeah. Uh, okay. So a couple of things I want to get into uh, before we uh, wrap this sucker up. Tell me about you, uh, Mr. Ruben, uh, have, have a pretty cool blog slash, I guess, newsletter. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. 11 tell years ago. about that. So 11 years ago, I was, I wrote this blog and I was, I wrote, I wrote it every week or two and I'd been doing it for a couple months. And one of my guys went to a conference and he said, everybody was talking about your blog. Like what? Yeah. I was thinking about shutting it down. I hadn't gotten any business from it. It took a long time for me to write all that sort of stuff. And, um, we, so I, I would go to, I, I went to a trade show, like I think it was nephew and I yeah. saw these girls pointing at me and I'm like thinking, is my zipper open? Is my yeah. hair worse than normal? Worse right. Than normal? And they come up to me and they say, you're that guy that writes that blog. I love your blog. That's and, awesome. and I can't tell you how many people have come up to me yeah. and said, I throw, I delete every email that I get all these blogs and newsletters and stuff like that. I read yours. That's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. I love it. And I can also sort of trace back through the blog, virtually every piece of business that we got, you know, it's like kind of seven, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like, oh, this got these people talking to us that got those people talking to us. Oh, so you figured out a way to weave that we or interweave well i mean i weave it in my mind sometimes but (laughs) but right it's it's something i'm really glad i didn't give up yeah and that was just something kind of by accident and you almost got rid of yeah 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 so i write it virtually every week and when i don't write it i get people emailing me brad i haven't seen your blog for a few weeks are you okay that's funny yeah and, and what is the name of this blog and this news that people want to find it? Uh, it's Brad's blog. That's all it is. Brad's blog. And they can go to uh, myarchway.com yeah. slash Brad's blog. But if you go to myarchway.com, there's a blog section and they can read old columns and stuff. And people have asked me to create a book of my blogs yeah. and I just, it's not on the top of the list right now. Well, you might need a Brad's podcast sometime down the road. <laughs> I did a, uh, a video cast. I, I interviewed uh, the chief uh, marketing officer of Vertifor, Steve Anderson, if you know him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, um, uh, became a member of Catalyst, which is yeah. their, um, their sort of technology platform. Um, so, yeah, yeah, but it's hard. It's hard, right? Video blog. It's and that, uh, yeah, but it's pretty cool that people cared that much about your opinions on uh, on the industry or about you know <laughs> or on or on uh, uh, pillows that you should sleep on. I mean, I have all sorts of stuff. And oh, so it's not just an insurance blog; it's a blog of anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's, that's what people I mean, really like. Is there'll be a tech piece? There'll be something about. You know something that I'm using that I really like. Um, My daughter, my daughter start. um, We hired my daughter full time in the business uh, last year, and so she's. It's Brad's blog and the millennial moment, and she writes something that I basically don't understand. That's Uh, hilarious. (laughs) 
Yeah, I need to come there and check it out because uh, I'm on this this journey right now to figure out. You know, I've known it for a long time. I thought, but yeah. now it's starting to change. Of the best peanut butter, um, and I didn't know if you've written a blog on that yet or not. But I was a GIF, <laughs> I was a GIF guy forever. Uh huh. The other day, by accident, my wife bought Skippy, and I'm like, "Oh, that's not bad." And then, oh. and then, you know, my son got on this kick for basketball, and he's got to start eating healthier. He got into these like almond nut butter things. I was like, "Oh, that's not bad either." So I don't know if I'm just a, a peanut butter whore or if I'm not snobby enough. I don't know what it is, but I'm on this kick. So if you decide, well, you write about it for your blog, and yeah. uh, I, uh, I would I would be interested. I'm not as big an aficionado of uh, peanut butter as you are. Oh, but, but I uh, and my wife is a total health freak, so yeah. I end up having to eat almond butter and. Right. And there's nothing wrong with it. I always immediately thought bad, uh, you know, but I've always eaten Nutella and done all that. But, um, you know, coming to some of these newer nut butters and whatnot, I'll tell you the one thing I can't do is the, I think it's made by Smuckers. It's the peanut butter and the jelly all in one school. Oh, you can't do that. That's all. They, they have no business deciding how much jelly you're going to put on your no. sandwich. They have no business telling you that. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Because I'm one of these guys, as much as I love peanut butter, I'm my ratio of peanut butter to jelly is way off. I'm way less peanut butter than I am jelly. So, sure. Anyway, uh, we, we got way off topic. I digress. Let's get back. Um, I, uh, so Brad's blog, and that's still up and running, and it's all gravy. And uh, I think that's super cool. Uh, and so tell me, uh, if I'm agency, back in my agency owner days and I see you at, uh, let's say you're for some reason at a trade show, give me give me your elevator pitch on you know what Archway does, just so I can get a general idea. Because I've heard you talk about it, and we and I brought the puzzle piece thing in, uh, but I want to know what where your elevator speech is. Sure. So we we basically do three things. Okay. It's going to be a little bit of a long elevator. Um, so, right. So we're going uh, to the 35th floor. <laughs> number one is security and compliance. Independent agencies have specific security and compliance requirements. We include a stack of technology along with services um, to keep your agency secure and compliant. Number two is a seven day a week help desk. So you, a client has a problem on Monday at or on Sunday at 5 p.m., they have a place to call where somebody can jump onto their computer so that they can get that um, proposal created that's the PDF editor is having problems with or whatever. Um, the third side is consulting, uh, which is introducing people to technology and services that they can use to sell more insurance and lower their costs and increase their efficiencies. So those are basically the three things that we do. And we do it for 220 independent agencies. I always joke that we have no normal clients, only independent agencies, but it makes my, me and my team really skilled in this, um, in this arena. Um, and talking to people like you and talking to people um, like the Vertifor people and talking to clients and prospects that are all in the same industry. 
I learn more than I, I provide. And so I'm constantly learning about this industry after 36 years. Oh, gosh. Just when you got it figured out, changes. Okay, so <laughs> if I'm understanding this correctly. So if I come to you and say, hey, I, I want this to happen and I want this to happen and I want it all to be automated and you know integrated and I want to use all the buzzwords that you hear at insurance, <laughs> I come to Brad and you teach me how that happens. Is that what you're saying? Or yeah, you just, we put just, it all together in one package for you. Okay. Okay. But, but look, I look at the existential events for an insurance agency, and that's um, that's a cyber event. That yeah. could put. I mean, I heard about this uh, thousand-person construction company in New York that had a a cyber event. They were around for like over a hundred years. And they're out of business. Oh, that is just crazy. And so and sad. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Brad Rubin oh. is super important when it comes to that. <laughs> well, if you're an agency owner right now or a carrier for that matter, you got to call Brad Rubin and talk to him. Uh -huh. Well, I one last thing I would say is you can have like the greatest technology in the world, but Kevin Mitnick was a hacker that I knew back when I was 16 years old. And he started a company called No Before. He was he was put in jail, I think, uh, 40 years ago or so uh, for hacking into people's banks, uh, into the bank. And he would call up the secretary of the bank and say, hey, we're doing some maintenance over the weekend. This is um, Kevin from IT. Uh, give me your, I need your username and your password. And they would give it to him. And he would log in and find out all sorts of information. Whoa. When he was arrested, the judge was convinced by the prosecution that he could start a nuclear war from a payphone. He wasn't allowed access to a payphone. Uh, this was, nobody knew anything back then, right? Yeah. But you, you say, geez, I would never give up my email address and the password to somebody who called me. Fine. But these phishing attacks are, are becoming very, very sophisticated. So, you know, you could spend millions of dollars on tech but if you don't train your people uh, to not fall for it, right. it essentially puts makes all that spend pretty useless. Oh, um, yeah. And MFA is great, but I would I would say to people, one of the things that we do is we do fake phishing emails for our client. So we'll send them an email, then we'll give them a report, um, and it's like, hey, this person uh, gave us. So, their email address and their password. So it's kind of like our secret shopper calls with APP. I get it. Yeah, you bet. you bet. You bet. Yeah, we had that. I worked for a large, large insurance carrier several years back. I mean, they do the same thing. I guess when fishing first came out, they would send these fake ones. Be like, all right, Mr. Sherrod, you've been busted. You answered this. You opened it. You know, in the future, if you don't recognize or they had all these protocols, don't open it or don't read it or don't whatever. So anyway, um, I know we got to wrap up. We I can't believe we've gone on. I could probably sit here and chit chat with you about all kinds of stuff forever. And I know I didn't get into all of it because uh, I had a whole bunch of notes I wanted to talk to you about, <laughs> but so much fun, bro. Uh, so yeah, much. And, appreciate it, Heath. And I if people want to get in touch with me, brad at myarchway.com. You're um, stealing my thunder. I was just about to say that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm <laughs> making your life easier. Brad at myarchway.com and 805-469-4510 uh, uh, will ring this uh, phone <laughs> right here. So 
what is your is your uh, web address my archway yeah www.myarchway.com brad's blog and the millennial moment and uh, i think that's it so if they want to contact awesome. you they've got that uh thank you very much uh be looking for the release of this and i'll talk to you soon my man all right all right hey bro Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me and Brad today in Insurance Town. I really hope that the content we brought helped you become a better insurance professional. That is my goal and my mission with this podcast each and every week. And guys, the numbers have been flying off the charts. I had the best month ever in February, and I can't wait to see what March and April and May and the rest of this year brings I love my citizens. I love you guys so much. I love the feedback. Email me, Heath, at insurancetownpodcast.com. It means the world to me. If I haven't heard from you yet, I'd love to hear from you. Even if I have, I'd love to hear from you again. Even if it's just shoot me, hey, right now, pull over your car, stop what you're doing, open up your emails and send an email to Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com and just say, love the show or hate the show or have this guest on or just put subject line show. I don't care. Uh, I just want to hear from you. I love you guys. It's so much fun working with you guys. It's so much fun being your mayor. Uh, it means a lot to me. If you have an idea for your own show, go to getreadysetpodcast.com and check out my friends over at Ready Set Podcast. They do a great job. All I do is record and they do the rest. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant ideas into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.